0: Arizona Arizona Sports, Sports. the The local local sports sports leader, leader. Burns and Gambo, the four o'clock reset brought to you by Collins Comfort, AC and Plumbing, proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals, four
1: o'clock reset.
0: All right, let's give you the four o'clock reset here on the Burns and Gambo show as we get you caught up on everything going on in The world of sports, and we're going to start with this one because this is just coming down from Tom Pellicero a moment ago. The Seattle Seahawks and Pro Bowl quarterback Geno Smith are finalizing a new multi-year contract. According to Pelissero and Ian Rampaport, he would have become a free agent. Instead, he'll stay in Seattle, where he won Comeback Player of the Year last year. According to multiple reports, the deal is worth three years and $105 million. Now, it's the NFL. We'll see how much actual guaranteed money that is. Right. Uh, but take another quarterback off the market, it would appear. And this isn't a surprise, either. I think we expected Geno Smith to stay in Seattle, but Geno
1: Smith getting three years to stay the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. Good for Geno, you know? Well I mean what a what a story. Oh yeah. Um, and you know it's not necessarily good news for the the Cardinals and the NFC West, but um, you know, now you know who you're going up against and move forward. The curious thing
0: about this to me, it's not a surprise that Geno got re signed. It's that the Seattle Seahawks are sitting at number five. Does this at all change, change their, what yeah. they do? <laughs> Going, w- Were they looking quarterback before? Are they not looking now? Does that change the draft order behind the Cardinals in terms of teams moving up to get quarterbacks? Do the Seahawks... I, I mean, I, I I don't think the Cardinals would ever make a trade with the Seattle Seahawks. But it does. If, the, if you're making a list of quarterback-needy teams after the Cardinals in the draft, it almost feels like you can take the Seattle Seahawks off that list, and that might change the dynamics of it to a certain and I, extent. And who's the
1: backup in I don't remember off the top of my head. Oh. Um,
0: uh. uh. Oh gosh. Somebody looked that up. Do you remember who it is, Mitch? Oh, of course I do, because he was traded there. Drew Locke. Oh, that is okay. Of course. Might be Locke. Yeah, bad. Yeah. yeah. Alright, so that's our story that's just coming down. Let's get to what was going to be our top story of the day, and that is this. We got smoke.
1: And now we're going to get some shoving Luka Doncic and Devin Booker in the backcourt. They're being separated right now by the staff of both the Mavericks and the Suns.
0: Suns beat Luka, Kyrie and the Mavs yesterday, 130-126. to 126. Kevin Durant and Devin Booker combined for seventy three. They have accounted for a staggering one hundred and eighty eight points in their first three games together as teammates. Not bad. Not too pretty, shabby. Pretty good. Pretty pretty good, as they would say on curve your enthusiasm to put the cherry on top of last week's Suns basketball. Devin Booker was named the NBA's Western Conference Player of the Week today for the numbers.
1: Yeah, De- his up. his numbers are just ri- ridiculous, and the the percentage of wide. Open shots that Book has gotten his three games is just mind-boggling. 36 points on 60% shooting yesterday. It's nuts. Uh, the first
0: Kevin Durant home game will be coming up on Wednesday. Downtown Phoenix against Oklahoma City. Turning our attention to the NFL, according to the NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, the Cardinals are expected to move on from center Roddy Hudson and from wide receiver Robbie Anderson. Hudson had previously reduced his salary, which often indicates a retirement. Meanwhile, Robbie Anderson Release saves them twelve million dollars against the cap.
1: Yeah good strategic move. I don't think it comes as a surprise to anybody.
0: Saints and Derek Carr have agreed on a four-year deal for $150 million, $100 million in total guarantees. Though I had read the first two years, it's like $60 million guaranteed. And
1: then the Saints could get out of it after then if they really wanted to. Yeah, it kind of clears up, as we talked earlier, kind of clears up to some degree some of the, 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 the quarterback roulette picture, because uh, there was talk, I mean, even as early as this morning, like Jets and and car still on the radar. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Kansas City Chiefs, a couple of bits
0: of news about them. They will not be using the franchise tag on left tackle Orlando Brown. That according to Jeremy Fowler. Another face that may not be returning to the champs is that of defensive end Frank Clark. Sources told ESPN's Adam Schefter, that Clark's agent, Eric Burkhart, we all remember him, was unable to find common ground with the Chiefs on a reworked re- deal. And the expectation is now that Kansas City will release Frank Clark. Did he crack in all caps press release <laughs> I can I can only hope that the people of Kansas City had to suffer that like we had to all of those months ago the Ravens say talks with Lamar Jackson will go up to the tag deadline it's tomorrow I believe two o'clock in the afternoon is when you have to tag somebody by no idea if they do tag him is it the exclusive franchise tag which doesn't allow Lamar to talk to anybody or is it the non-exclusive franchise tag which would allow a team to make an offer to him, and if the Ravens decide not to match that offer, they would get two first-round picks in exchange. No word on that
1: yet. Yeah, I'm I'm putting my money on non-exclusive. Let the market set itself. Yeah. And if we like the deal, we'll yeah.
0: match it. And if not, we'll take the two first round picks. Cowboys have used the franchise tag on running back Tony Pollard. Not a surprise. No, not at all. Yeah, you, you do the play by play stuff for the Cowboys. That doesn't surprise you. No,
1: not at all. Knew, knew that they were going to be doing that. The, you know, the big question with them is, uh, Zeke Elliott. What? You know, does Zeke become a salary cap casualty? Uh, he has already talked about, you know, openly about reworking the deal. He wants to remain with the Cowboys. Jarrah wants him to, to remain with the Cowboys. We'll see if they can make it happen.
0: Raiders have officially franchised tagged running back Josh Jacobs, and now you've got a couple of running backs who have been tagged. And then, of course, not to bury the lead, Rich Eisen said this earlier today. Number one rumor I heard at the Combine, not in terms of a lot of Yacht chatter, but this this one just blew my mind. Tom Brady may not be done after all. Decided that he talked to several people who suggested Tom Brady might not be done and suggested Miami as a possible landing spot for him. Hmm. The NBA has been full of news this week. John Morant suspended following him going on Instagram live with a gun over the weekend. Adrian Orjanowski with some added details. The league
1: investigation uh, just started on Saturday. Uh, this is not the first time that they've investigated uh, allegations around John Morant with uh, a, a possible firearm. And that has been uh, part of league probes really going back a year now
0: and this is taylor jenkins the head coach of the grizzlies not putting a timetable on when john morant would be back with the grizzlies there's not a definitive timeline i mean we have said that's going to be at least these two games you know we're taking it one day at a time i mean this is going to be an ongoing healing process um so um I, i can't comment in terms of what the exact timetable is going to be because it's really not a timetable situation
1: yeah, it's uh, it, it is really unfortunate the the situation that Ja has put himself in, and, and it's Ja and Ja only who has put himself in this position. And, and uh, in, in addition to this, uh, Ramona Shelburne, as we pointed out, you know, saying that uh, Colorado uh, police investigating uh, because that that incident took place in a Colorado strip club, and the gun laws there, even though it is an open carry state, open, open carry state. Um, the question is, was The gun registered to him, and oh, by the way, they got on a team plane, and uh, yeah, yeah. There's you're crossing all all sorts of issues, and then the Grizzlies—they're
0: also without Brandon Clark for the rest of the season. He tore his Achilles, so tough break. I mean, that's a local kid. Uh, Just, I mean, he he is one of their glue guys, so that's a big loss for them. And then college basketball—the field is set for the Pac-12 men's basketball tournament beginning Wednesday in Vegas. AS. ASU had a lot on the line over the weekend, but ASU ended up with a sixth seed when they lost to USC 68 63. So ASU will take on 11 seeded Oregon State on Wednesday night, but their side of the bracket, if ASU gets past Oregon State, it would be USC in the next round, Arizona the next round, potentially UCLA in the championship. That's pretty, it's largely thought that's ASU's only path to getting into the NCAA tournament is winning the Pac-12 championship. Right now, Joe Lenardi has them as one of the last four teams out of the bracket. So maybe they can get in if they beat USC but then lose in the semis to U of A. Maybe that's good enough but I don't know
1: if that's going to be enough to get them in or not. No one's quite sure what they have to do going into the, the Pac-12 tournament. Yeah, it it's unfortunate after such a tremendous start to the season, you know, good start to the conference campaign, and to see it just kind of unravel the way it has, it's, it's uh, yeah, yeah bleak. Lower-level tickets to go see
0: Kevin Durant's first home game as a Sun. They could be yours. check the word KD, or the initials KD, to 620-620, and enter for your chance to win. Lower-level tickets to see the Suns play the Thunder on Wednesday. We'll also throw in two Kevin Durant jerseys as well. Again, text KD to 620620. Do you want the easy path? The hard path? Do you want the path of exorcism? We'll try to answer that question coming up on the Burns and Gambo show
1: and Gambo Arizona Sports the local sports leader
0: Eventually this will all sort itself out as Kevin Ray's in for Gambo today here on the Burns and Gambo show K Ray of course forever friend of mine would we'll go way way back uh, longtime voice of the Suns Bally Sports Arizona the Suns don't play again until Wednesday you'll hear
1: K-Ray and we have EJ with
0: you on Wednesday too early to know uh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> he's is done it Annie? riding is it EJ?
1: he's what uh, he's done riding camels okay okay uh, he, <laughs> he he and his wife, lovely wife joy, went to dubai uh, oh get out i didn 't know that during, during all star break oh. um, you know and of course you you make the you, you make the endeavor to go to dubai it 's not a short trip, um, but they went over there for both business and pleasure, and it 's funny because he sent us all in our group text. he sent us a picture of them on the back of a camel. <clears throat> One of the greatest pictures ever. Uh, I will, I will always have that one in my phone. EJ. Sh- I know you can't share it on social media, but I will need to see this at yes, some yes, point. I will. I, will I, share I know you. you can't share this, but I, I will need to see this at some point. I would like to. I've known EJ a long time. I would like yeah, to see Eddie yeah. on, the, on the back. Of the uh, table. Needless to say, we all gave him grief, but uh, they they had a, they had a great time. I uh, love my guy EJ. Uh, Annie will actually be doing the game on Wednesday night because it is as part of a. Uh, Suns promotion, Women's Empowerment Night. Oh, okay. And so, oh, fittingly, right. uh, Annie, um, being such a integral part of in the WNBA and her history of the NBA and everything, so Annie will be doing the game with me on uh, on Wednesday night. Okay, cool. And then EJ will be back on Friday the rest of the way. It
0: feels like a shame to have to wait that long to watch them play again. We're like We're, we're officially in that mode again, Where and we've been there for the better part of the last two years. Last year, especially, it was like, hey, when do they play again? Yeah. I want to watch it again. When do they play again? It, it feels like we're back there again with Kevin Durant. I thought about this during yesterday's uh, during yesterday's game, and, and I'm curious to get your opinion on this because as it stands right now, the Suns are the fourth seed. Now this is probably going to change a hundred times between now and when the postseason begins. All right, um, Golden State is the fifth seed; they're two games back. All right, so to work with me on this one. Golden State is five, Minnesota six, Dallas is seven, the Clippers are eight. The Pelicans are 9, the Jazz are 10. Of course, 7, 8, 9, 10, that's your play-in tournament. The Lakers are tied with the Jazz right now for 10th, but the Jazz have the tiebreaker. And then the Thunder and the Trailblazers are only a half game back behind the Lakers. So there is a... Traffic jam of all traffic jams between five and basically 13 in the Western Conference in which all of these teams are only separated by three, three and a half, four games. Watching yesterday's game, I couldn't help but to think, I wonder what Suns fans want in the first round of the playoffs. Because there are so many possibilities, right? Like, do you want the The best matchup you can possibly get. Do you want, like, the Minnesota Timberwolves, which I I think would be a really good matchup? Or do you want, you know, could the Sacramento Kings switch places with the Suns and get the Kings in the first round? Do you want to go tough right out of the gate? You got Golden State you mentioned early. You're going to face Golden State? Face them early. Face them before they really get into the playoff routine. Do you want Dallas? Because of the exorcism that it provides, yeah, right? right. The, the 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 and I don't know. I really don't know the answer to what fans would want. Do you want to be entertained? Do you want to be tested? Do you want to go on easy street? Because there are so many options right now for the Suns in terms of what you could get in the first round. Suns, Mavs, kind of be amazing to watch. I, I don't. You know, it'd be stressful as
1: hell, but it'd be amazing to watch. Given what we saw yesterday, right? Yeah, and look, I'm just gonna say this. I. I think that y- you can remove Easy Street from your vocabulary or your thought process. Easy Street does not and will not exist in this year's playoffs. I just, I believe that. And I believe that whether it's the Minnesota Timberwolves or the Sacramento Kings. And you can say what you want about, like, the Kings because of their, you know, they have zero playoff experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but, that team is no joke. They can score the ball, but but uh, the the downside of the Kings, like the Mavericks, is they they don't play a whole lot of defense right now. Yeah, uh, and really haven't all season long. But they can they can score some points. De'Aaron Fox is having a unbelievable season. Uh, Minnesota, for all <coughs> excuse me for all their struggles, kind of early on, and this is what's going to be interesting is is. The the kind of wrestling match when Cat gets fully back into that. I mean, because that is Anthony Edwards' team now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I just I mean, and we saw firsthand the the wrestling match um, on the floor with Cat and and Anthony Edwards. And it's, it's something, I mean, it's part of why they moved D'Lo, because there was this kind of three-headed, like, my ball, your ball, you know, whose ball is it? And it, it is Anthony Edwards' team, and they've done a really nice job playing some pretty good basketball. Uh, they, too, don't have a lot of playoff experience, but... I just there's not a team that you look at right now and you go, yeah, I feel confident the Suns could win, you know, a five game series. I just I just don't know how many first round series are going to be five. Ga- I don't think there are going to be any sweeps. No, I, you said Suns and four guy.
0: We're probably not going to see him this year. I mean, he may not be at games, but it's not going to be in, in <laughs> right. four. I, I I do think, and I will agree with you to a certain extent that uh, okay, that everybody's got you know something to kind of build a case for. I think some matchups are are just kind of inherently tougher than others, right? Oh, completely you, agree. I mean, you, the Golden State Warriors—they're the defending champs. Come playoff time, the Mavs have this tendency to play the Suns very, very tough, very close. We remember what happened last year in the playoffs, but even yesterday's game, right? And 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 so they're going to be a challenge. I, the, the Clippers, to me, are the one. I don't know where they're going to end up. They're the team that, for the life of me, I just can't figure out in this equation at all. Everything, Nobody can. Everything about them says they should be better. Ted can't figure them out. No, he can't. And he's, he's you know, I know they won last night, but he's clearly struggling to figure the right mix I didn't like the Westbrook edition. I didn't like the Westbrook edition with the Lakers. I don't like it with the Clippers. I just don't. I don't think he fits very well there. So I think that does them more harm than good. But if he can figure something up, but look, if
1: it's not working, you don't have to play him. You're not required to play him if you're the Clippers. But your point is spot on. And last night, if you just want like one game, you give a 51 points in the third quarter to a Memphis team that is playing without John ja Morant. Brandon Clark or Dylan Brooks. Yeah. But then in the fourth quarter, you tighten up defensively. Your playmakers are making plays. But that has been the story. I mean, they have been Jekyll and Hyde all season long. And I just I've said this all season long. I just don't think that they keep talking about, you know, ramping up Kawhi for the playoffs. I I have just always felt like that is a Failed approach, and maybe we'll all be proven wrong, but I just don't think that there is a, enough confidence to say the Clippers are a team that could win the West. But then there's all the, the little voice in my head. that it goes, "It's Kawhi." But They got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. It's Kawhi. You know, like he's the best two way player
0: in the game. It's right. Kawhi Leonard. You know, and I, I kind of go through the same. I kind of go through the same thing right now. I, look, at this point, honestly, you could say to me that the Phoenix Suns end up as the number two seed in the West, and I wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't. I mean, Sacramento. They still have two games left against Sacramento, so they could three games back in the Lost Column. They could very easily pass them. Who knows what's going to happen with Memphis? Who knows when they get Jaw back? They're already missing Brandon Clark. That that team could become unmoored very, very quickly. And very the Suns are four games back in the last column. There's what 18 games left in the yeah. season. Okay, it's that the math doesn't exactly work. But if you're talking about Memphis having a big collapse to facilitate it. I could see Memphis having a big collapse based off of what happened. I could see them playing sub 500 ball from here to the end, and then you start doing the math to figure out what the Suns would need to do to catch them. It's doable. I mean, it's potentially doable, depending. So now you're talking about the two seed, and you're playing a team that's in the play in tournament, you know, as opposed to the four seed playing Golden State in the first round. It's still, that stuff still very, very much matters. Texas, your thoughts on the FanDuel text line at 620, 620 right now when it comes to the Suns and who you want to see. When we come, Back. I don't know if this is possible, but have expectations increased for the Suns after this 3 0 start in the KD era? We'll talk about that coming up. Burns and Gambo.
1: Burns and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader.
0: Kevin Ray in for Gambo here on this Monday afternoon. Let's get an update on our Twitter poll question of the day as it's already 4.30. For that, we turn it back over to Eric here on the Burns & Gambo Show. And Gambo need to know Twitter poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. All right, Roos was cooking today. Well, the focus, understandably so, has always been on Kevin and Devin when talking about the Suns in the past three games. But specifically from Sunday's matchup against the Mavericks, who stood out the most besides those two players? Your four options are Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, Ish Wainwright, and then an open option to write in any other Suns player. It's, it's Ish. Ish Wainwright. The the threes he hit at the end of the third quarter, um, off the booker assists and the, the threes he hit in the fourth quarter were exactly what everybody needed. I, I I don't know if they win that game yesterday if Ish doesn't do what he did late in the game.
1: Yeah, like you said, those last two and a half minutes, the the couple he hit, Tory hit the big corner three, they were down by eight, and I thought, you know, we were kind of teetering on especially the way that uh uh, the the offense was coming from Tim Hardaway Jr. and you know I thought man if, if they get another three here they're, they're going to be up eleven going into the fourth quarter It just you know made you nervous and and so those buckets from Ish his playmaking his defense there in the fourth quarter yeah my yeah. my guy Ish
0: what's it's uh, still a blowout on this one this actually has grown Wainwright has grown in his lead seventy one point eight percent voting for. Ish as the player who is most important in the Suns win besides Booker and Durant yesterday, 14.7% go for Ayton, 11.6% go for Paul, less than 2% for other. All right, that's the poll question. You can find it on the Burns and Gambo Twitter page. At Burns and Gambo, one word is where you can find it. Jalen Rose on the NBA Countdown show yesterday on his changed expectations for the Phoenix Suns. Have the
1: Suns ever won a championship in the history no. of their franchise? No. Will Kevin Durant bring them one? That's a great question. Well, if he great, does, it's a then it's worth it. Right. You know what? <laughs> KD will deliver a championship in Phoenix. And then it was yeah. I, think, so I, I think that means it's worth I it. I believe I it. it. I think we
0: won. Okay. I, it sounded like everybody was in consensus on that one. Um, I, look, I asked this question, like, t- not quite tongue-in-cheek, but I know what the answer is mostly going to be among Suns fans. But I'll ask it anyway, and let's just see where it goes with it. Is there anything about this 3-0 and start that has changed their expectations for this team from when they got Kevin Durant? Is there is there anything about it that has made us say, yes, this is going to be better than what I thought it was going to be? Or, yeah, this is working out better than I thought? I, I have a hard time believing that can be the case, but I was driving in and I was listening to Luke and Wolf have a similar conversation about, has 3-0 and changed? anything about how we thought this was going to work out. I thought, you know what? This could be a good conversation for us. Has it? Has, has anything changed? Oh, I think a
1: little, only because I, I do believe that, that Suns fans, and maybe I'm off base, but I, I do believe that Suns fans, um, in some ways, almost... Needed to be reminded of how good Kevin Durant is for everybody else. Mm-hmm. I think they realized, like, they know KD is good. But I don't think they knew that that book would be better with KD. I don't think they expected. Like book to get the wide open looks and to see like like wait a minute, there's another level of Booker? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well there's yeah. Like Western Conference like, Player of the, like, of the Week and he's won that a few times, but, but like he's thirty six been... points per game mm-hmm. Booker. Um and, and I go back to, to what I had shared with you earlier. I, I think that Sun fans, you know, had this belief like, Oh, KD's gonna have the rock a lot. He, he's never had the rock a lot in the other stops. No. And it, it, that's why he has fit in so seamlessly virtually everywhere he has been. Like he, and chameleon's not the right word because it's not so much that he's, he's blending in because clearly they are making adjustments accordingly. But it's, it's so seamless and effortless that you almost don't notice until you start pushing through the numbers, and you're like, wow. Yeah. Like, Book's three-point shooting is even higher. His two-point shooting is even higher. Chris's numbers are up. Like, DA's numbers... I mean, DA was shooting 65% from the field over a 13-14 game stretch. I I think that
0: the only people out there... And I don't begrudge you if you feel this way about it. Like, if, if Gambo were here, I'd be curious to hear what he had to say about this, because I, I, I don't mind saying this because he said this on the air. He thought the price was too high. He thought the Suns gave up too much for Kevin Durant. Like, like he's, he's not sure. And I know he said this on the show. He, he said, I don't know if I would have given up that much to get Kevin Durant. So I would have to imagine that the only people out there who maybe are surprised by this level of how great the Suns have been with Kevin Durant are the ones who thought, man, I just, I miss Mikel. That's too much to give up. All of those draft picks, all of the this, all of the that. And maybe those people will not be fully satisfied until they win a championship because it, it, it has to happen first. And there's obviously the health concerns when you're building your team based around you know three or four guys like that. I never had a doubt in my mind that this was the right move to make. I, 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 I understand the attachment to Mikel. I liked Mikel too. But this to me, there was never a choice. There was never an option. You have a chance to go get Kevin Durant. You have to take it. It doesn't matter what the cost is. You do it as long as you're not giving up Booker or whatever. And so for me, I'm not surprised by it at all, but I would imagine some people who just thought the cost was too high, maybe they're now recalibrating their expectations for this team and what they yeah, can do.
1: and I think that's fair. Um, and look, what, was it high? Y- yeah. But you're, it's not Kyrie Irving, and, and this is no slight on Kyrie Irving, but... I hear these people say championship or bust. Yes, but it's not championship or bust just this year. Remember, you got KD under contract for three more years. Kyrie will be a free agent at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. Like, he could walk Dallas. And, you know, Dallas didn't give up a, a truckload, but... I feel a heck of a lot better about that, not to mention the fact we talk about how ball-dominant Kyrie is, and we've seen that play through with four games playing alongside Luka. Uh, it is a high price, but I used this analogy last week. You and I were talking about it. We were doing show prep. You you can't hit home runs if you're only going to swing for doubles or triples. How many times, and I, you, you threw it even back, saying even better, it's like, how many times have the th- Suns been thrown out of the plate? Mm-hmm. Like, we, we were up 2-0 in the finals, folks. Um, the the Suns have been in the final. We've been so close. I mean, people were chilling champagne a couple of different times because they thought, sure, if, if Kevin, and it's only one game, I get that, but if yesterday's last three minutes didn't, tell you and show you yeah. like the Suns only had one dude on their team last year that could create his own shot in a tough situation that was Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. Now you got two. And by doing that, you're spreading and spacing the floor, creating even more golden opportunities for the other guy.
0: Yeah, I I I I have to imagine for some people, in addition to those who thought maybe the price was just too high for Kevin Durant, that some people just wanted to see it against a good team. And I also suspect that'd be something Gambo would be talking about if he were here, because he was a, for him, the Charlotte game was, okay, it's Charlotte, you know, and the Bulls, to a lesser extent, okay, it's the Bulls. I think yesterday, what made yesterday in part so noteworthy was, in addition to being Dallas and the rival and things like that, it really was the first quality team to sunset played since all of this. <clears throat> Excuse me. So there was going to be a little bit of that baked in too. how do they do against a better team? And I think yesterday, even though they were trailing for a lot of that, they were never really in control of the game, ease some people's mind in terms of their ability to compete against some of the very best in the NBA.
1: Yeah. And, and look, for, for me, It it played out exactly the way I kind of wanted it to because I wanted them to be tested. Oh yeah, on on the road, I wanted to see how they would execute and see who stepped up, uh, who met the challenge. So because that, in addition to just the outcome and what the Mavericks did defensively, a third you know another team throwing different defensive looks, but the fact that they needed. Clutch performances in clutch time to get the win. Win lower level tickets to see Kevin Durant's first home
0: game as a Sun. It's coming up Wednesday. Text the KD to 620-620. Enter for your chance to win lower level tickets to see the Suns and the Thunder this Wednesday and two Kevin Durant jerseys. Again, text KD to 620-620. There's been some more movement on the quarterback market since we started the show. at straight up 2 o'clock. This one was will have a more direct impact on the Arizona Cardinals. We'll get you caught up on the quarterback games next on Burns and Gambo.
1: Burns and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
0: Another domino has fallen in the quarterback markets this offseason in doesn't directly impact the Arizona Cardinals, but in a way, it kind of all impacts the Arizona Cardinals, given that they have the number three pick in the draft. And depending on what happens with Will Anderson in that draft, what options the Cardinals will have to trade down. Every time a quarterback. You know, move is made in the marketplace, you do wonder about like the trickle-down and the number of teams that are out there looking for quarterbacks and how it impacts things. The thing that went down today is that Geno Smith has agreed to a deal to come back with the Seattle Seahawks. He was a free agent. He is in agreement on a three-year $105 million contract. Now, while we haven't seen all of the details in terms of how much of that is guaranteed, apparently the deal includes $52 million in the first year of its contract. So 52 right out of the shoots. Now, again, it's not all guaranteed. I'm sure the Seahawks can get out of it after a year or two, but it does then beg the question, A, okay, no-brainer for the Seahawks to bring Gino back, obviously, with the year that he had. The Seahawks have the fifth pick in the draft now. And, and both Pete Carroll and John Schneider have said at the Combine, look, this is unfamiliar territory for us, and they weren't being braggy about it. They were stating, fact, we're usually picking in the 20s. right? We're not used to having a pick that's number five overall. So yeah, we're looking at quarterbacks. Yes, we're investigating that market, because it might be, and it still might be in their best interest to draft one, but you do wonder what the trickle is down for the rest of the draft with the Seahawks sitting at five, but them spending $52 million on Geno Smith to bring him back this year. It's just one of the dozens of dominoes that are out there when it comes to the quarterback.
1: Right, and I would say, and this goes back to what we were talking about earlier. That, and again, it's only one year, and it's it's one team. But you look at the way the Niners hit on Brock Purdy as Mister Irrelevant, and Lewis Riddick talked about this over the weekend, saying, you know, if we've learned nothing in years past about the NFL draft being a in exact science. And certainly, it's proven to not be an exact science as it comes to quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm the Seahawks, mm-hmm. why am I going to spend pick number five on on a quarterback? Yeah, they've got a, a truckload of picks this year and the years coming. As a result of thank you, Russell Wilson. Thank you, yes. Russell Wilson. Thank you, man. I and the another. and the Denver Broncos. Um, I I just don't see them now. To your point do do they trade down and stockpile even more picks is there a defender on that side of the ball because of Pete Carroll's desire to you know be a a top 10 defense is there a defender that you want to spend the number five pick or can you trade down and get down you know three five spots pick up an additional second-round pick. Mm-hmm. And now you get your guy defensively. You've added yet another pick. Uh, I don't know what their salary cap situation is, so in terms of free agency. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the Seahawks are in many respects in kind of the catbird seat they in are. terms of being I, able to maneuver the,
0: with other teams. There's all sorts of things they could do. I mean, they're, okay, so they're sitting at five right now. Are they a team that could say... Screw it! We'll take Jalen Carter, even with all the problems, even with all the legal issues. Well, if he's there at number five, he never would have been there at five if not for the legal problems. Yeah, sure, we'll take him. I, I certainly don't think this rules them out of taking a quarterback because you could very easily build a case that they could take they could take a Trey Lance type of project at five, knowing that they're not going to start him in the first year because they have Geno, and they could do you know they, they could do try to do what San Francisco did with Trey Lance and Jimmy. Gar- Garoppolo, try to do what the Chiefs did with Patrick Mahomes and Alex Smith, draft a guy at five and try to do something similar if they wanted to. They, they do. They have all sorts of options there. The other domino that fell was that Derek Carr decided to sign with Saints. Four-year deal. Uh, it's like $150 million, but it's like $100 million is guaranteed, and really only like 60 is guaranteed the first couple of years. Now, what's interesting about that, and I want to give a tip of the cap to Johnny Venerable from... Um, PHNX Sports because he pointed this out on Twitter but he's not wrong it's that the Saints in that being the landing spot for Derek Carr and not Carolina, not Atlanta, certainly have left those two teams in positions to potentially want to move up with the Arizona Cardinals and move to number three in the NFL draft. By not signing with one of those teams, those two teams remain on the board as potential trade partners for the Cardinals at number three. So I think that helped them. I think the biggest thing that helped the Cardinals, if they really want to trade out and maximize the value, I think the biggest thing that happened for the Cardinals happened over the weekend at the Scouting Combine. And I know it's the underwear. Olympics, and I know we overvalue that stuff. But Anthony Richardson put on a show C.J. Stroud put on a show. Right. The more quarterbacks that people covet at the top of the draft, the more opportunity the Cardinals are going to have to make a killing moving down, if that's what they want to do. And so, in some ways, the best thing that could have happened for them and to them was for these quarterbacks to absolutely shine over the weekend. And it sounds like that's exactly what happened with Richardson and C.J. Stroud, which is good, really, really good.
1: And And moving down, but not moving too far too far down yeah like you could move down to even let's say eight yep Eight eight ten and still be in a position and you you mentioned carter see carter to me with everything that's going on and it, it's unfortunate um and a very sad and tragic story that there were lives lost and we still don't know what's going to play out here but but Carter's a guy i mean i get to see him falling like below top ten. Mm-hmm. And so if you're, if you're the Seahawks, mm-hmm. that kind of fits right into the wheelhouse, the way that they have operated in the past. So you trade out of that five spot, you could get down to, let's say, 12 to 15, maybe even lower for yeah. Carter. Because it's one of those situations where I think if he gets past a, a certain spot, and maybe five is that magic number, I could see him tumbling all the way down the board to 15 and and lower. But I also think with a guy like Jalen Carter, and I, I, you're not wrong,
0: uh, but I think with a guy like Jalen Carter, there will be a point where well, somebody someone will, will go, that. oh, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll take on the risk. Yeah, We'll take a chance that this guy's motor isn't very hot. We'll take a chance this guy's decision-making is poor. We can't pass up that kind of value. It. And I'm just throwing out a number at 15, yeah. at 16. We, we can't pass on that. Even and that's where all the vetting
1: and... You know, reporting coming from the the legal side of things, the teams will have a little clearer picture of of what they're dealing with. The the question that will unless the Cardinals trade out of the pick before
0: the question that we're going to debate 10,000 times between now and the draft, if Will Anderson's there at number three. Do you stay or do you trade out? And I know a lot of that depends on the offers and a lot of that depends on how much you're getting and how many extra draft picks you're picking up and how far in the draft you're falling and things like that. But I'll tell you, somebody else who came out of the combine with glowing reviews, and that's Will Anderson. And he, edge rusher, young, controllable. It's it's awfully hard to pass on a guy like that. Awfully You have to be offered a crap ton of picks to say no to a
1: player like that. Okay. Agreed. Um, was I was. I, I saw that, and, and you know, this could be nothing more than jocking. But you look at Cole McCoy. I mean, the Cardinals could be looking for a starting slash backup quarterback. Yeah, I, you know, I, because th- I mean. It, However, Kyler is attacking his rehab, and by all accounts, it sounds like he is attacking it. But I think you have to be a realist and, and say, "Sure, you, if you're the Cardinals and a new coaching staff, you're, you're not going to put him out th- out there in Week One." And the thing that I find intriguing that few people are bringing up: it, what is what is Kyler's one of his greatest weapons? His legs. His legs. His ability run. I, and I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. It is. I've seen it count. I saw it with Dak Prescott with the ankle. He was a year removed before we saw Dak finally really start to take off and run. Yeah. You're not getting Kyler Murray. No doubt. No
0: doubt. When we come back, we got some smoke to talk about in the 5 o'clock hour. Booker, Doncic. It's a fun little rivalry, is it not? We'll talk about that next. The jalapeno rating. (laughs) That's coming up on the Burns and Gambo Show.